Get ready for a cryptid good time. The Bigfoot Festival Myth and Legends is coming back to Pennsylvania. Hosted by Daniel Benoit, this event is sure to be full of fun and adventures. Come and meet some of the most interesting speakers around. Ron Howes, John Stasco Jr., Les O'Dell, Gwendolyn Purcell, Fred Salage, and Jason Kenzie, the film producer of the award-winning Bigfoot documentary series, Searching for Sasquatch. Live music by Tim Schmitter. You do not want to miss out on this event. Watching Bigfoot Zone ECBRO. We want to thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Back to our regular scheduled program. Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Zone ECBRO. I'm your host, and tonight is the first time we've actually held a roundtable discussion. I think this is going to be very interesting. Uh, I know I'm going to be watching the live chat the best I can. And Zach mentioned he's going to be watching the live chat as well, which that would be very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, um, we have Julie McQuaid with us, uh, Zach Sterk, and we have Shelly and Steve uh, who's joining us tonight. I'm glad to have you guys on here. I'm glad you guys uh, are able to make it. This is awesome. Thank you for being yeah. here. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get right into this. Uh, you know, like I said, this is gonna be open discussion. Um, a couple things, uh, you know, as you guys seen in the intro, uh, coming up May twenty fifth, right here in Pennsylvania, is the uh, Pennsylvania Myths and Legends Festival. Um, we're very excited about that. Um, I know me and Julie, we've been putting a lot of work and you know effort into that. Um, it's coming together really good. This is our first annual event, and we plan on doing this every year. Um, so there's a lot, we have over what, almost 40 vendors signed up so yeah. far. Um, that's including food trucks, the entertainment and much more. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, we got some great speakers lined up and let's see. Oh, and then in June, yeah, every June I host the annual ECBRO Virginia Bigfoot conference. Uh, this year it's a two day event, June 14th and 15th. Um, same location as last year, the Where's Cave, Virginia, and at the Where's Cave Community Center. Um, we got a good a number of uh, vendors on that. We still have plenty of room. Our indoor space is filled up. Uh, all the outdoor space is, we got a lot of outdoor space, so we have a lot to fill up outside there. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested and want to be a vendor, please send me an email at ecbro98 at gmail.com. Um, let's see. I, let me check on a couple things real quick. Uh, sorry, I got him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. I was looking at the private chat. Zach's complaining about my long intro. So, <laughs> no, our, our, our pit bull decided he wants to play. Can get any longer? <laughs> any good. other time, he never touches it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, well, Zach, I gotta build something, and sometimes that. It helped. It works. It's I use it for advertising and everything and promoting and all that good stuff. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Dude, the intro to my outdoor show is a minute long. Well, that's your show. 
<laughs> well, um, I'm looking at the live chat. We have Levon uh, and oh, Ryan Tremblay is here. Awesome. And uh, I thought I saw somebody else. Okay, no, just it's just yeah, just Ryan and Levon. Oh, and who is this? We got. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Rita Rita May. Sounds like Rita May. Rita May. Okay. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, first of all, Steve and Shelly, you guys are located in New Jersey. Is that correct? South Jersey. Yep. South Jersey. Okay. I'm guessing you guys are probably between, what, five and six hours from this general area, like down in Somerset area? Every, everything we go to that you guys are at is about a six-hour ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Very cool. My toll bill for this year just came in. It was six hundred eighty-seven dollars. Oh, oh, wow. oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> whoa, yeah. Whoa, Where's what are you driving? Tractor trailer? Um, the shore from Wawa. <laughs> yeah, we're way wow. down. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, what? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah, wow. I would expect, yeah, if you're a tractor trailer driver, I could see that, but <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not including the fuel. So, <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome. I mean, not awesome, but that's like awful, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you do what you love, right? Well, yeah. We have Absolutely. no other places. <laughs> now, we include a few trips to Ohio in that yeah. that figure. So, because we, ah. well, we did Salt Fork twice last year. Yeah. So, oh, that's okay. About seven and a half hours. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking about Salt Fork, uh, I, I told Julie, I thought, you know, we could go ahead and bring this up. Uh, as we all know, there is a camp out that's taking place up there. Well, I know me and Julie really want to get out there to Salt Fork. Yeah, um, yeah I, know I love Salt Fork. Yeah, despite the, there is a, a group that's hosting a certain dates out there. Uh, we also talked about, I mean, I, we thought we mentioned this to you guys. Uh, if you guys want to, we could go actually a week before, uh, or we could go We could go as a group any other time if that's yeah. what you guys are, uh, would like to do. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we said. We definitely want to get out there this year. Now, I yeah. love South Park. Yep. Like so the, the other gentleman that does Jack Warren does, he does campouts, multiple ones. Okay. In, in the same, and it's kind of the same style thing where it's only a nominal fee for the night and he just looks to get the group together. So it wouldn't be, you know, crazy. Right. Right. Okay. Um, Cause you know, I've, I've been to Salt Fork before, but I haven't camped or really got to investigate out there. It was attending the Ohio Bigfoot Conference, uh, which was back in 2017. Um, so, yeah, um, if we, yeah, I, I would like to see if we could do something. I, now, these yeah. group campouts, uh, from my understanding, you've got to have at least a seven-person minimum. Of I don't know what the group camp requires, hmm. honestly. So I wouldn't even care if it was a group and we all stayed in the main campground. Right. You know, right. it doesn't matter right. to us. It's, last, it's so active there. The last yeah. time we went, when we went with a smaller group last time, we went and we stayed actually on Bigfoot Ridge. Okay. The, the first campsite, I think you could have uh, four or five yeah. tents on it. So yeah. when yeah. it was a smaller group, we were up there and you're, you're in the mix of everything. Yeah. I mean, it was they, active. They all they all like the group campsite because that's where the Buckeye Trail comes right into the camp, and they see. Uh, oh, okay. 
a lot of activity come into the back yeah. of the group campsite. Yeah, right. we were alongside the cemetery, up on a hill, and we had activities. They were it was like they were coming right up in camp. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and they'll do that. We saw the eye shine. And him and I were looking at it, but he was looking at one and I was looking at another. We didn't realize there was two. Mm. So as he's looking at one, I'm looking at one and they're, they seem to be a little bit more, I don't want to use the word aggressive, not aggressive, but they don't run and hide as, as fast as other locations. They kind of stand their ground a little bit. Like, yeah, Yeah. oh, well, and I didn't realize I went to walk towards the the tree line and he grabbed me by my arm because he knew there was one three foot in the brush to the side of me. I didn't see it. I'm looking at the one in front of me. So he grabbed me and pulled me back. And I said, what's the matter? Well, then we, we got like this gurgly, grumbly growl at us. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm looking at the shine off to the, I should say left of me to the left of you. And I said, well, I was looking at the one in front of me. So We'll, wow. we'll just, yeah, we'll just leave it at this. Aggressive. We've been to Salt Four, four times. Now, four times. And every time we've had pretty yeah. decent activity. Yeah. So. Last year was at the, uh, an albino. We actually had an albino sighting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. With a kid, we took a, a, I shouldn't call him a kid. Sorry, I'm old. So everybody's a kid to me. Um, <laughs> it was his first time. He had was doing paranormal investigation and he was interested in Bigfoot. So he came out to the camp out first time he had ever done it. Um, he asked if he could come along with us. We're like, yeah, sure. And it was the second night, correct? Second. It was the second night. We, <clears throat> we got down in this. Um, it's just like a little beach area where it's room for a couple people to throw a pole into the water. And uh, there was house coming from across the lake. And Steve, you know, held back, but we heard something. It sounded like a bulldozer coming through the thistle behind us because you're down. It's like a hill right behind you. And it's all thick. And I mean, thick thistle and brush there. It sounded like a bulldozer coming through. Well, the kid's hitting me because you're shoulder to shoulder there. And he says, is this normal? I'm like, no, not usually. (laughs) Usually they don't want you to know they're here. And he said, but you hear it, right? And I'm like, yeah. So we're, we're kind of back to back now. And as I turned, I felt his body go (gasps) and I spun and just as I spun around, I only caught it going back up the hill, but he had a full on visual of it. It came down and stood on the little Sandy part with us. Steve and I were looking the opposite direction. And this, this poor guy was looking right at it (laughs) and I felt his body tense up and he just (gasps) gasped. And I turned as it went up the hill and he was like, can we leave now? (laughs) You know, he said that, well, what was that? And I said, what do you think it was? And he goes, why was it white? Well, what we didn't know, uh, was it like a couple months later was the convention? Yeah. And then it was like the week before we had that, the, the bluff charge at that area. And we only went to the beach so that we could, do some vocalizations across right. the water and see if we get responses. So unfortunately we didn't really think about it because there was only one way back up off of the beach. Yeah. So we didn't give ourselves a second exit route. Yeah. So there's no through. other way to exit. Mm. But, uh, but we talked to um, a researcher we had become friends with in Ohio 
And I was telling her about it. And she said, well, you know, we had a sighting here last week of, a, of an albino. I said, no, oh. I, I had no idea. She interviewed them. It was a family and uh, they had just gotten pizza. They were going to go down at dusk, have their dinner. The kids throw their fishing poles in. And this thing, same thing. They said it sounded like a bulldozer coming through the brush. Like it was carrying on. Like it wanted them to leave. And same thing. It it showed itself. <laughs> this poor family, they left everything. Brand new poles, mm -hmm. chairs. Mm -hmm. um, they were there for vacationing. Pizza. Mm -hmm. And they rolled. So the friend of ours, she went out. And sure enough, she said, Shell, there sat the pizza. She showed me the video of it. There sat all their brand new stuff, all their kids' toys, chairs, mm -hmm. poles. The pizza was still sitting there. It wow. never touched the pizza. Pizza was untouched. And then we wow. were talking to another investigator, and he said a month prior to that, there was an albino sighting in the exact same location. Wow. Oh, that's so amazing. About that beach area, I don't know what it's protecting or why it's mm -hmm. showing it. Well, if I was that Sasquatch, I would have, yeah, all that pizza would have not been left there. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Like, you left Who doesn't like pizza, really? I know, right? right? <laughs> but for it to show itself repeatedly, there's yeah. got to be a reason. We all know we've done this long enough. That's not normal. So, what's it protecting in that location? Right. Now, is there children? Does it have little ones? Is it, what's it protecting in that location? The other part right. of that is, Nothing else came and ate that pizza either. So yeah, it, it yeah, knew yeah. everything else knows not to go into yeah. that area, apparently. Yeah, because you think the raccoons would have come in and ate it. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Nothing touched that pizza. It was still sitting there. She said full pie. All right. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, even if we got a small group together and went, we're open. Well, between you and Steve, me and Julie, that's four right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, Zach, how far how far is Ohio Salt Fork from I am you? not driving to Ohio. I've got a <laughs> lot of uh, I know Levon wants year, to go. Dude. Okay. Levon wants to go to Ohio. So I'm booked for three. I'm booked for three events this year. I've got my wedding this year. I've got my honeymoon this year. I've got pre-plant to do. I'll be working 80 hours a week. I cannot afford to take off any more time than I have now. <laughs> we hear that. We yeah, hear yeah. That. yeah. They're pushing well, I've got my calendar filled out and I've got something going on every month this year. Yeah. Well, that sounds like me and Julie. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> there's events that well, between the two events that I got going, you know, the one mine in Virginia and the one we're doing together up here in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, shoot, we got uh, I, I don't have them written down in front of me, but. There's a few local events I, uh, I'll be speaking at, one through the Fayette County uh, a group. Um, that's what – well, they need till October anyway. Um, then I got one up in Johnstown uh, for the Western Yeah, PA. there's one in September. Yeah, that's September. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking there. And then I can't remember. I, I think there might have been a couple others. I can't think of them right off the top of my head. But but then me and Julie – I don't – Steve and uh, Shelly, I don't know if you guys know this, but, yeah uh, – and Zach, I don't know if you see, I don't know if you've seen our post, but me and Julie, we're getting married the day before our festival. <laughs> when, when are you getting married? The it's day before. It's going to be the 24th. I didn't so know what day was that. Well, we kind of just did it, but if you guys come early, 
You guys can show up for the wedding. Because you're going to be there for vendors anyway. Well, congratulations. Wow. Yeah. What was that, Steve? I don't want Don't let him try to fool you with the event in the honeymoon. That's all right. I knew before everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good for you guys. Where are you going to do it at? Because well, right can't the keep a secret and he's got a big mouth and he told me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. We're actually doing it at the park itself with the festival. Oh, that's awesome. It just we have the park for Friday. Uh well, here's the funny thing is we we were just gonna do a justice of peace because we don't have the extra money to go through a wedding. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, we're, we're sharing this information with um you know our, my buddy Ron. I don't know if you guys know Ron House, and uh he <laughs> He uh, he starts messaging me about something and asking about details. I said, dude, I said, yeah. we don't have no money for all this. Next you know, he's calling me right up, and him and his girlfriend are on the phone together. No, you're having a wedding. We know a preacher. We know this and that. I said, why don't we do it here? I said, okay. They're like, let us take care of everything, and we're going to do this. You guys are having a wedding. I said, and we you know, we were just like smiling ear to ear yeah. while they're on the <laughs> phone with them, you know. So, so yeah. Why not? That's going to be something to remember the yeah. day before the festival. I mean, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Yeah. So the, the guy say, needs I, to be wearing a Bigfoot suit if he's going to marry you guys. <laughs> what? What's that now? I said the guy was needs to be wearing a Bigfoot suit if he's going to marry you guys. Well, I, I think he kind of mentioned that. Well, he did. I, he's going to he. Yes, yeah, Ron wears his Bigfoot costume everywhere he goes uh, to all these events. <laughs> but he's the one that wears the leather chaps because he drives a Harley, you know. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that Absolutely. would be cool. It would Bigfoot ordained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a yeah we got that going on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so we're yeah we're definitely excited about that. So, um, and then of course. We have the camp out following the event, immediately following the event. Um, yes. And in the same location where me and Julie has been doing our investigations and had some very interesting activity, um, which we could kind of get into start talking about that here. Um, yeah, uh, I know Julie's shared a lot of stuff with you, Shelly, uh, regarding what we've been experiencing there. Yeah. And uh, I know I've talked about it uh, on past podcast here but i thought i'd give a background a little about backstory to like for those who are not familiar with it uh well this particular state forest and that's all i'll say is a state forest um uh, here in pennsylvania uh well first of all julie she's introduced me to a lot of locations we've done a lot of hiking and exploring in various yeah. locations um well she took me through this one state forest as far as far as she knows, to to her knowledge, there's been, never been no reported sightings, uh, no activity reported in this particular area. So, but after she, you know, she's she kind of brought me through here. I mean, we got to talk, and it's like we got to come back here. We got to check this out because you know, I mean, I was vibing it. She was vibing it. She's like, we got to at least check it out and see what happens. You know, um, you know. So we set up 
you know, we set a day, hey, let's go up there on such and such day. We got there while it was still daylight, you know, to get set up in this one uh, particular spot. And uh, yeah, that first night it was it was quiet. Um, we got there, like I said, nightfall came, still quiet. And this area where we set up in most of the time, uh, there's these boulders that come around that border the edge of this little grass field. And then you mm -hmm. have all the trees. Uh, it's a tree line. You're surrounded by woods out there. Yeah. And me and Julie, we're out there. And I don't know, just for the heck of it, you know, I decided to give off a couple of whoops, you know. And I was like, whoop, whoop. And right after those whoops, from where I was, straight out in front of me, just inside the tree line, clear as could be, wood on wood, knock. Yeah. Right after that knock, from where Julie was sitting, she was sitting down on one of the lower stones, and straight out in front of her was a second knock. And that's when everything started to happen. I was like, we both but, got excited. We like, they're here. They're here. I mean, what else is going to be knocking yeah, at us right, responding yeah. like that? Yep. But prior well, to the knocks, though, I was sitting on that boulder, and I looked off to my left, and I saw, because I said to Daniel, I'm like, that's eyeshine. I saw eyeshine. And I mean, the distance between the eyes on this eyeshine, because I know what eyeshine looks like, right. was just amazing. And what really got me is it was looking our way, it blinked, and then it turned its head. And the direction that it turned its head would have gone down in front of us. So yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, that was eyeshine. And that was it for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know how you just get that, that you yep. just get that feeling like that energetic impression of how big this thing is. Yeah. 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 There's once you've seen it, there's no mistaking it. No, there's no mistaking it. Explain to people that so, once you see it, you know what you're looking at. There's no yes. mistaking it. So, so yes. bring you over to the eye glow side. Well, not me. I personally, I have he's seen eye team, shine. I'm, he's team eye glow. He's no, not eye shine. Eye <laughs> glow. Well, totally different. Yeah. In my encounter yes. in 2014 in Virginia, uh, that's what started off with my encounter. All three of them had large, bright yellow looking eyes. And that's all we saw at first was just eye shine. But um, now this year was different because um, as yes. Julie will tell you, what was interesting about this, now keep in mind, for me personally, I have heard stories, I've heard people talk about this kind of thing. Not once did I ever think I would experience this. Right. And, and I'm very objective on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But one of the things that started happening after all of this was we started seeing lights in the woods. And mm -hmm. to be more exact, these lights, some of them were a little bit larger than others. But the main one we kept seeing was this blue light that kept flashing or appearing um and then you know i know julie's talked about seeing other lights in the area but for the longest yeah. time that was the only one i was really seeing i know other visits we uh we were there we started seeing other ones in the surround in the same general area but not you know just surrounding where that was uh some of them looked like little sparks of yellow you know um but the blue light was kind of like always kept coming around but it was the yellow ones that would spark a little lighter and fainter um now there's been times on keep in mind i'm somebody that i was like i gotta go down there i gotta walk down there and see yeah. if i could see something or try to debunk it that's that's just who i am right but so while she would sit back up on the stone i would work down there i would have my camera on you know i got my little light you know i would just look around in the area 
Now, keep in mind, I'm not seeing nothing. But while I'm down there, I'm looking around, listening. There's been on one or two occasions I've heard something around me, like something like run off or something, you know, it's kind of scurry through the ground. And like it would catch me off guard. Now, I've had actually people after I, I upload all the video footage and people go through and watch this stuff, like go back and look at Mar uh, such and such timestamp. Yeah. Look, there's something there. Like yeah. they'll say, you picked up eyeshine. I'll go back through and now there's been a couple of them that actually, yeah, I picked something up. Something was out there. But then on after slowing everything down and looking at a couple of the other things were just parts of the uh, uh, leaves that were out there, the yeah. way the light reflected on some of the leaves. But like I said, some of the other stuff, yeah, I, that what else would were they? They had to be an eye shine, you know? Yeah, there's no explanation for it. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely very interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, so now, I mean, that's something new I share. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that's what I saw, you know, because yeah. um, yeah. a lot of people would not admit to something like that. I'm not afraid to admit to something. If it's something new, yeah. hey, bring it on, you know, so. Well, I think more and more people are seeing it mm -hmm. and you just can't deny it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. There's a corner being turned here in research. I just feel it. I think this year is going to take a big turn in Bigfoot research. I mean, we were, uh, we wouldn't have, we heard it too. And we thought, we never put anybody, you know, my mom always said, well, there's smoke, there's fire. And a right. lot of people were saying they saw it, they saw it, they saw it. But it really wasn't until we experienced it. And even after you experience it, you still kind of deny it, like, or try to say, ah, it had to be something else. Like you said, you try to debunk it. You're like, there right. has to be a, like a reflector or, right. you know. But then, you know, we had experiences that, that there was, we saw too much. We knew that it was what it was. When they follow you, you through know. the woods, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's no um, in it. Yeah. I got cameras out in those woods up behind where all this took place. Um, yeah. They've been out there for what, a good month now, Julie? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's so much snow up there. I can't get the car up there to get them. <laughs> well, the day yeah, the day we put the cameras out there, there was some snow left on the ground, and this was like a a, a few days before uh, where we had actually come across uh, some tracks out there, and we got a picture of one of them showed up very clear in the snow, and um, I could honestly tell you this is not a bear track. No, right. no way. It's too wide for it's the width leading from the heel up to where the toes are, uh, I'm convinced that was not a bear track because I've yeah. studied bears and their tracks and everything. Yeah. Um, I want to ask Zach because he put on the live chat that he's bored. So. Sorry, Zach. I was going to ask him if he had anything. He wanted to jump in. We feel like we're taking over. <laughs> we to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach. And, uh, uh, I've got a lot of in the fire. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tell us, uh, just curious if you have ever experienced anything strange like this? Yeah, whenever I was uh, sleeping in the same camp as you, it sounded like we had a bear in camp. <laughs> no, I can't help it. I snore. but <laughs> No, no uh, Daniel can actually attest to this because um, here – it's actually coming up. Gosh, it's coming up on two years since we filmed Shawnee Sasquatch. Uh, ain't it, Daniel? I think. It uh, was. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't believe it's yeah, already back been that in long 2022. Already. We actually filmed, and um, there we were actually out on the night investigation while we were shooting the documentary, and um, there was a lot. There was some weird stuff going on in the woods, and Daniel had us all go lights out, and he was panning around with his flare, and I was over at the back of the pack while Daniel was on point. And I felt something come up and grab me by the arm and I spun around and they hear, next thing you know, you hear me screaming and cussing and they're like, what's the matter? I said, something just touched me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, I remember you looked over my way with the flare and you couldn't even see anything. And the closest person to me was about 10 feet away. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned. And, my, um, word. Yeah. Cause we had something. I had picked something up on the floor because it actually it's in the video, but they share it uh, when it got edited, it got put at the very end. But what was interesting in that same location, I had panned there earlier in that same location, didn't pick nothing up, but I, I'm not saying it's Bigfoot, but then again, there's something very large and you can see that the heated dark heated outline. You can see it. Uh, moving. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there. There was definitely something there. Yeah. But, and that was just right across from camp. You could on see the other it moving around the in the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you start thinking that you're figuring something out, we have something. Yeah, new, they so. cheat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's tell truth. us that we wouldn't believe. It's There's the truth. So yep. many weird things. Yep. Like, and one night, you felt like you had your leg grabbed. You thought it was yeah. me, and I was 20 feet away from her. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Because I like to take... But, she, she, I mean, you know, there was a lot of activity then, going on around our camp because <laughs> Ben... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut in on you. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. God. We're listening. It's probably a but, little delay right but now. But no, uh, yeah. yeah, in our camp, yeah, there is a bit of a delay, but uh, we'll work through it. Um, no, yeah, there was a lot of activity going on around camp. I know Daniel found a tree structure, um, and uh, Ben and Stacy split off from the group. I was back at base camp running comms and everything uh, and filming while uh, Daniel was out, and he found the tree structure. And the other team that we dispatched, they found a, a forked branch that was shoved down in the ground about four or five feet. Wow. And wow. it was like hard sandstone ground with about eight inches of topsoil. Yeah, Isn't if I remember and breaking it. One of our one of our research uh researchers that was in camp with us, he's a very light sleeper and he was sleeping in the same uh, style as I was in a hammock underneath the tarp so he could see and hear what was going on around him and he was hearing stuff moving around our camp. Um like every night that we were there and then we went uh, after the first night we did a daytime recon around camp whenever i went me and stacy went to go check my uh, game cameras i'd set throughout the woods around camp and um we actually found a track that was behind a brush pile uh sort of thicket that was about 20 foot away behind daniel's tent and this thing was probably about maybe um 12 to 14 inches long Wow. Well, there's a validation yeah. right there. Yeah. How do you deny it then? And no. even 
even Stacy Coughlin, that it was literally the first day we were there because we were filming our interviews to spread out through the actual documentary between our field footage. And uh, me and Daniel were chilling out up at camp, uh, getting ready to cook supper. And they're down the road, probably maybe 50, 60 yards away to film Stacy's part of the interview for the documentary. And Stacy had him cut the camera off and he hollered for me and Daniel to come down there. We take off running and we get on the viewfinders and down in the valley, I saw on the viewfinder where there was two of them. One was peeking around behind a tree and one was peeking up over a rock that was down in the valley. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, there was a keep in mind also. Yeah, too, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember if Daniel. Daniel, I don't think if you saw him or not. You never told me if you did. Now, I don't remember that part, but I know in the uh, we had found some tracks after finding that one structure I came across that almost looked like a uh, what I would describe as almost like a teepee type structure. Uh, but down in that general area, there were some track impressions that were pretty clear um, in the terrain that we were walking through. So, yeah, they were right on alongside the road. Well, them, but yeah, we've seen some back off the road, too. Uh, that were kind of interesting. So, wow, yeah, that was quite the adventure. That was very interesting out there. That's I, I know Zach, I would definitely cool. love to get out there yeah. again. Yeah, I definitely want to come back. Well, we're <laughs> going to be going back out there in March with uh, with our annual camp out coming up here in March uh, here in Southern Illinois. We will be returning to No Man's Land. Um, I'll have to look at my calendar, but if you check out the SIMH Facebook page, Southern Illinois Monster Hunters, we got it under our event tabs and, uh, it's open invitation. Everybody's welcome. You just got to bring your own gear and your own food and drink. Yeah. Um, and cool. I recommend you bring a four wheel drive or some toe straps or a winch cause it's rough <laughs> country and Daniel can attest yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. And if wow. you have dentures, I recommend ha overdoing the polygrip because it'll shake your teeth <laughs> out of your head. Yeah, I know Julie has a little car. I know her car would not make. I remember that road driving no, in. That is no. very rough. Yeah, especially <laughs> driving through a creek with a bunch of rocks through it. You got to drive through to, the creek. I, if her car. If her car is anything like how uh, Joe Turry's car was, he was the guy that was producing the uh, video, for the film for us and everything. His car got up there. The trick is just stay to the left. <laughs> <laughs> stay to the left going up and stay to the right coming out. Going down. Being out, gas it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what he drove. Did he drive, didn't he drive a little Prius? Now, he no, he drove a Camry uh, up in there, and I drove my oh, uh, my O three yeah. uh, Ford Ranger in there. That's two wheel drive. I just gassed uh, it. I just hit. I just put the hammer down, and I went across because you got to go up this one lane uh, logging road, uh, and you got to cross like uh, four or five creeks just to get to it, and it's washed out and all kinds of stuff. Well, look up at what a little and there's spark some ruts like. in there. There's about eight. eight <laughs> yeah, that's deep. me. We're just yeah. going to rig Julie's car up with a helicopter. Hey, well, I got a bigger truck now, Julie, so you'll be all right. I got an F-250 now that's got a tow package on it, so you'll be all right. Well, I was going to say my car could fit in someone's truck bed. Yeah. If you could just yeah. take me like that, I'd yeah. be good. Maybe we could well, make it up. 
So basically, you're saying you're driving a roller skate. Exactly. Yes, I am. What do they call that? A pregnant roller skate? Yes. And if you hit that's a, me. <laughs> and and Jack, if you hit a squirrel, the car is going to break into a million pieces. It's going to be a fire inferno. The squirrel's going to get up and laugh and walk away. Yeah, the squirrel will be fine. The only thing is, if she gets stuck, four of us could pick it up and carry yeah. it in. Exactly. Just throw it on your back like a backpack. I mean, <laughs> See, this is why I need to get a Jeep. I keep saying we need to get a Jeep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And a bigger uh, one than I have. <laughs> but yeah, I got a. I got a lot of irons in the fire right now. Like I said, I'm booked up for three events this year alone in June, September, and October. In June, we got the Big Muddy Monster Festival happening. Um, June 22nd in Murfreesboro, Illinois, the home of the Big Muddy Monster. And we had a pretty big turnout last year. We had uh, Chad Lewis and Kevin Lee Nelson there um, as well last year. And... Um, I don't know who's going to be there this year. We just got booked this past weekend for it. Um, let's see. Uh, September 6th and 7th, we're going to be at the uh, Double Tree, I, I think, or Round Tree uh, Motel in Mount Vernon, Double Illinois. Tree. And there's going to be, uh, I think, I think they said it's going to be um, – Ron Moorhead and Lyle Blackburn are going to be two of the speakers that's going to be there. We're going to be there. Uh, there's a couple others that are going to be there. And then um, October 5th of this year is the Shawnee Sasquatch Festival in Harrisburg, Illinois. And I'll be speaking there as well. And the one in Mount Vernon in September is the Southern Illinois Bigfoot Conference that a friend of mine, J.D. Keene, is putting on. So it's going to be a, a pretty eventful year on top of my ministry that I do with the song and sermon on the square ministry that we're starting back up in the spring that I go and I sing and I preach um, on the square um, doing that, uh, getting ready to go and start back up uh, my outdoor show with Duke Randall Outdoors. Um, and uh, you could find it on my YouTube channel. We're getting ready to start actually building a bushcraft style uh, shelter for us to go cool. and actually uh, camp out in. Because I've I've moved here recently. I moved off of my family's uh, 263 acre ranch to a little 30 acre patch of land with my fiance, and we're getting ready to turn it into a homestead. And between all of that awesome. and work, and then my wedding is in October. Uh, October 12th, me and Amanda are finally getting married. And then the week after, we're going to be in Pigeon Forge on our honeymoon. So it's good. I got a busy freaking year, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to be great before my time. I like how he said small 30-acre, 38-acre piece of land. Small. Small. Awesome. And one thing I want to pop up on the screen for everybody, when we were talking about what me and Julie have been seeing, I, I put together this short little, it's only five seconds long, but it, it's not the best, but it's kind of gives you an idea of what we were seeing out there. Um, but here it is. Now the, the image of the woods in the background, this is one of the pictures I, we had from out there, but I added some, like I took some overlays and put little lights in there to kind of give you guys an idea of the flashes and stuff that we saw. But this is 
this is it right here. Wow. Yeah, they were that bright. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would have made them a little smaller because they weren't. Yeah, they were bright, but they some of them were a lot smaller, but yeah. they weren't that big. I just I couldn't get them down any smaller. But yeah, but if you notice right there at the very end, there's a yeah there there was like I said right here. There's a couple of like uh, eye shine. So wow. Yeah. Oh, they um, were like they were like camera flashes, like we had seen at Galitzin. They yeah. were just that bright. And what was amazing is, like you were saying about when you had seen them, you were you were talking to them and they would get brighter. Yeah. So I figured, let's give it a go, and that worked. And when he did his whoops, it was like not even half a second into his whoops, you just saw I was seeing flashes. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness! I mean, it was amazing. It seemed that, like you know, with the habituation. If I stood and I talked to them calmly, like, mm -hmm. well, hi, how are you coming? I can see you. It would get brighter and brighter and brighter, almost yep. like an emotional response. Yes. Excited that we were trying to communicate with them, at least making an attempt. And the moment I'd stop talking, they'd start to dim. Mm. So my daughter, for the first time, had come out with us at night. And yeah. Uh, we saw them coming through and they came right to the edge. I said, they'll come because she kind of was like, are, are they coming out on the trail? And I said, no, we wish <laughs> it would be like, not. Yeah, I said, they'll, they'll stop. Yeah. Please come on out. <laughs> and they did. And um, I said, or talk to them, watch what happens. Right. So she them. She's like, hi, I have good intentions, you know, and I, it's just brighter. Right. She, I said, see, you have to see it to believe it. You do. It's yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. You have to see it to believe it. Can't explain it, but you got to see it. No. To believe it. Yeah. And I remembered you had, had, had told me that. That's why I was, I, I just, I started talking to them and yeah. it was the same thing. They, they got brighter and I was amazed. I even remember asking them, how are you doing that? <laughs> you know, I was just amazed. Yeah. Yep. I asked a friend of mine um, who has abilities far heightened than my own. And she, she said, if I was to try to explain this to you, Shelly, it would just completely blow your mind. So she said, you know, it's, it's kind of unraveling on its own. She said, I think people are going to come to the realization and not be able to deny certain things. So, you know, I, I think we're all on kind of the, right theory or the right track. We know there's something to this. There's something <coughs> more going on here than what we all initially thought. Mm -hmm. like that's where I'm at. I yeah. mean, what else? What else? I mean, I've seen things I can't explain. And it's still hard for me to talk about because it sounds certifiably nuts. Mm -hmm. But so I know what you mean. This experience now, we kind of can't ignore it anymore. You know, so this year, him and I said that, you know, like Jane Goodall said, if you're going to claim to be a researcher and investigator, your mission is to bring the truth, to keep an open mind. And wherever your evidence takes you is where it's going to take you. You can't just make it fit a narrative. Right. So that's what I said to him. I'm like, you know, we're going to have to, we have to explore each and every theory. We can't just pick one. Mm-hmm. Now it, it's, you know, we're trying to like do things in a different way, you know, try to bring some kind of science to it. We haven't quite figured out how we're going to do that. Here's what made me question things. 
when we were having these experiences, my parabolic would go staticky. When I went and reviewed my recorders, the recorders mm-hmm. went staticky and the EMF detector went off all at the same time. Now we were out in the middle of the Pine Barrens. I mean, we were in the middle of nothing. Right. Acres and acres away. We had been there all weekend and it was the last night we were there and it happened. So I said, there, and now it's happened to us in multiple places. It happened in Vermont. It's happened in PA. It's happened here what happened many times. There, it so. happened in Salt Fork. I go to review and the EMF went off, the parabolic was staticky and my recordings. So there's definitely a disturbance in energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how we take that further, I don't know. That's what we got all you people. Darling, don't feel bad about some of the weird stuff that you've seen. Because I've seen a quite a bit of weird stuff in my in my 19 years. Yeah, I I never I try to like enter that gently. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you don't know how to yeah. Because you don't know how everybody's gonna respond. Like page. (laughs) So but honestly, if we all sit down and talk about it as well, recently, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, you know, I've ex- I've ahead, experienced Zach. quite a lot in my 19 years, and it's I've experienced had experiences with Bigfoot, Dogman. Uh, I've actually had an encounter with uh, encounters with the paranormal. I've encountered Mothman, and you know, and this is one thing that a lot of people don't know. I've actually had an encounter with Yenal Delushi, which is the skinwalker. And trust me, oh. you think you, th- you, I understand, dear, where you're coming from, because I was at that point 19 years ago, whenever I had my first encounter. And trust me, it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Oh, and it's like oh, I've, I've talked to Daniel, because me and me and me and Benoit have been friends uh, going on eight, almost nine years now. And it's literally, we agree and we've said it. You go in with a lot of questions and you uh, with going in looking for answers. You come out with more questions than what more you questions. did when Great. you started. Yep. Absolutely. Like I said, just when you think you've got to think you have an angle on what's going on, yeah. the playbook changes yeah. real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper said, when they think they have the answers, I change the questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. So, I, you know, how we're all going, you know, how we're going to do this, how we're going to research it, how we're, yeah. you know. Well, that's the, so I watched something the other morning and with the blue ice glow or eye shine that you guys had. They usually say that's dog man. Mm. That's what Blue eyes said. are usually a dog man. Although oh. I have a picture where it was a man. It was the profile of a man. He was in the blue light, but he then appeared as a man. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, on uh, several occasions, uh, and this is one thing I, I'm not going to call people liars. I, I, I know they're seeing something. But they refer to Bigfoot having red eye shine, I, and and this is my only take on my view on that is, and the, keep in mind this is at nighttime when they claim to have seen this. In Virginia, I've had so many encounters over the years with black bears, both day and night, and some close, some distant. I've also seen black bears while riding in my vehicle, cross in front of me, run across the forest road, or wherever. 
Um, but every, and I mean every black bear that I've seen in Virginia because of the light reflection or whatever, they all had red eye shine. So, really? Correct. But I, I am not saying that Bigfoot can't have red eye shine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So it's, um, you know, like my encounter in 2014, I wasn't alone. There was five others with me. All three of the subjects that we saw had large yellowish looking eyes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but then on some occasions, I've heard some reports, some stories saying they seen the bluish eyes, yeah. you know? Now, yeah. when I think about bluish eyes, come on, we've all seen deer at, uh, mm -hmm. at nighttime. They, yeah. Sometimes their eye glow, depending on how you see it or how far or how close. Yeah. Sometimes they look like blue marbles lighting up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, this but, just kind of looks like LED Christmas lights. Right. Yeah, it does. Large. Now mm -hmm. we've seen the red glowing eyes here. Okay. Now South Jersey has only had two bear sightings in the last what when I Googled it, it was the last 70 years. And that was due to forest fire and they kind of got off track. We don't really have North Jersey does, but where we're at. We don't have them as much. Um, and we've seen it. Like, clear as day, we've seen it. Our oh, wow. experience here, every time we've seen it, has been an alpha male. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the correlation. Like, we even, we had a bunch of investigators with us in Fork, And this thing stood, he, he was crouched down with the big red glowing eyes. He was crouched down. He stood up. And he stood about nine foot tall. And Whoa. we had Ohio investigators with us, Paul Frazier. Who else was out there with us that night? And it was Paul, Justin Dobbs. Yeah, Justin, uh, Justin was with us. <coughs> yeah. It was just the four of us that yeah. night because it was raining and nobody wanted yeah. to go. So it, it, first we saw the white glowing eyes and they were crouched and then they would get up and they were just doing this, you know, the usual mm -hmm. rabbit trees kind of thing. Yeah. And we stayed focused on that. And then everybody almost at the same time did this. And this red glowing went from crouched, I want to say like four foot. And it stood up and was like nine foot. Mm. And everybody at the same time, one of these, like, you see that, right? You see that, right? You see, right? You see that, right? <laughs> and then it moved. Yeah. Then it moved and it dropped down. Wow. I said, if I see this thing spider crawl, that's it. I'm having a coronary. I have not witnessed that, but my son has. Yeah. 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 So I said, if this thing does a spider crawl, I'm done. You're carrying me off this hill. I'm done. Now, part of, part yeah. of what you just shared there reminded me of my 2014 encounter when we, see, when we all saw three of them. Uh, I won't get into the whole thing, but the first one we saw was a small one. Well, we estimated it to be no more than four feet tall. Wow. Well, from the moment we actually laid eyes on it, uh, when we all got up and regrouped into the area where we first saw it, it was swaying side to side. And it was doing it pretty swiftly. But now, of course, the other two appeared afterwards. But that, that, that small one stayed swaying. It never stopped. But it was like it had the side-to-side -side swaying motion the whole time, you know? So, uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people have their take on Bigfoot, you know, but, you know, with my research, I'm not saying he is, but in my beliefs, 
uh, at looking at Bigfoot as some type of primate. That's actually non-human primate behavior. Like when I say non-human primate, yeah, it's it's thinking, Nancy, right? Yeah, it's them making a decision. Yeah, right. And yeah. a lot of times, primates that do that, it's usually a sign of anxiety too. If you you yeah. know, as far as according to other primates. <laughs> Well, no, I thought that was interesting you shared that because that's what what we witnessed, you know, yeah. up, uh, down in Virginia. So yeah, yeah, we've seen that a couple times. The he's actually done it back to them. I've actually oh, really? had him in rhythm. Yeah, he's done it while they're doing it. He did it, hmm. wow. and it, it almost seemed to be like, wait a minute, why is he doing that? Hmm. What? Wait a minute, you're confusing me, buddy. Why are you doing? <laughs> <it>? No. <Yeah. laughs> Hey, uh, I want to take a pause real quick. Uh, we're going to come right back to this, but uh, Zach's going to have to jump off here soon, but there's something he wants to plug, and I want to make sure everyone gets to hear this. Um, uh, this, this is something he's doing with his family, and I'm going to let him talk about this and uh, throw this out there. This is off topic, but, yeah, uh, I definitely, definitely want to make sure he gets to plug this in here. So how about it, Zach? Yep. Uh, if I uh, got it where you can uh, present it. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. my uh, family. Um, the fella in the middle is uh, my grandpa. The little blonde is my grandmother and the other little woman's my mama. And of course, that's me. Um, that is a Southern Gospel album that we are getting ready to record and we are going to um, be releasing and get we're going to be giving out copies to people that uh make uh, any kind of donation to my my ministry um i have on facebook resurrection ministries on facebook and um that's my outreach and i go and i do a alcoholic and addict um outreach and recovery uh groups and everything i do um go around and share the gospel with folks and on this it's going to be um a 10 track album and you're going to be hearing some old hymns like just a little talk with jesus supper time uh you're going to be hearing um who am i um bill gaither's famous hymn he touched me we'll be singing that the potter knows the clay by the parish you'll be hearing me singing long black train uh you'll hear hear uh grandpa singing uh songs like um supper time uh he touched me uh, what a beautiful day for the Lord to come again by the Happy Goodmans, wedding music by the cathedrals. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, if you guys would like to um, uh, donate to help get this project off the ground, uh, you can message Resurrection Ministries on Facebook. Um, I do do um, face, uh, not a Facebook pay, um, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. Um, any little bit helps and any donation will guarantee that you will get a copy sent to you in the mail of our CD. So uh, be sure to go and reach out to us. And this is going to be a big blessing. And the album, like it says, is titled One Last Time. And it's because, you know, I've got uh, less days ahead of me with my grandparents than I do behind me. Um, and my mom and my grandparents, they sang as a trio for a number of years. And then they come back in uh, the early uh, 2010s. Uh, we sang a couple of dates of me singing bass for them. And grandpa sang lead, grandma sang alto, mom sang uh, soprano. And um, it was originally going to be a solo album. And uh, I just, the Lord led us into making it into a family project. And that's where this is going. And it's titled One Last Time because 
um, grandma is and getting down in health. Grandpa, um, you know, I regret, regret to say uh, he just got diagnosed with cancer here this last month with prostate cancer. And um, we're this is going to be, you know, our last hurrah as a family uh, and sort of a memento that I can keep for the rest of my life and saying that, you know, I actually got to do this with my family and all of that. It'll be my, my, my mother and my grandparents first time ever making a record. So, um, that's, I wanted to share that and I wanted to share it where everybody could actually see the album cover. Cause it's real special to me. Yeah. That's oh, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're keeping your family in our prayers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Zach. And I, I yeah. do thank you for that. Uh, gr- grandpa, he just had his, um, PET scan yesterday and he had his MRI today and um, the good news is is that the cancer the doctor said isn't the kind that'll kill him anytime soon they think he'll uh, pass from old age before the cancer will really get him uh, but he's going to have to do radiation treatments because he opted out for to have surgery to remove the cancer because he just said you know and, and the inspira- inspiring thing about this is you know most people would be freaking out and they'd be depressed about it. I've never seen a man so at peace and so level-headed about this. I told him, I said, whenever I found out about it, I said, are you cool, Paul? And he goes, he says, he says I've lived eight, almost 84 years and I've lived a full life. I've made a, a stamp. On, I've left my footprints on the sands of time and I'm ready to go home. Oh, and, oh. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going to cry, but you know, my grandpa is the one that raised me because for my grandpa raised me because for 27 years, I really didn't have a dad. So he was my dad pretty much. And now by the grace of God, I have a relationship with my dad now. Um, And uh, you know, the man he taught grandpa taught me everything I know. And um, he, you know, he took me in the woods, took me to church, took me fishing and Daniel has met my grandpa. He, he's one of a kind. Daniel will vouch for that. And just wow. remember my family in your prayers because he's got his hands full with taking care with taking care of my grandmother because she's slipping into dementia a little bit. And Aww. she's always sick with some kind of respiratory deal and trying to uh, help him keep the ranch going. Uh, because he refuses to quit. He says, if I quit, I'll lay down and die. So that's, that's his motivation to keep going. But yeah. he said that, you know, my dad he, he said, you know, he said, if the Lord calls me home, I'm ready to go and I'm packed and ready to go. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I've um, never seen somebody take a cancer say, and you know, you got cancer. I've never seen somebody take it that easy. I've seen people yeah. freak out and wonder what they're going to do next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Zach's grandfather. Yeah. He runs a farm all by himself and he's always on a piece of equipment doing something. <laughs> so yeah. different generation. They don't know yeah, anything but work. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, Zach was actually his only hand of help. So, you know, Zach was always there for him and yeah. chipping no. in when he could. So, yeah. Yeah. That was my dad. I'm not. That's, that's, that's that. I would work 14 hours a day at my job because I run anhydrous and farming chemicals and fertilizer for a co-op. And um, 
I'd get off of a 14 hour shift and I'd go out to the ranch and work for four, for, for about eight hours. I'd get off at nine o'clock and I'd go home, eat me something to eat and hit the shop and start working on machinery. And I'd quit at two o'clock in the morning and wake back up at four o'clock in the morning to do it all over again. Wow. The life of a farmer. So, yeah. so you can't yeah. say I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's only 10 months. You get the winter off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Build Ten, yourself a snowman. It's four, it's four months of crap for eight months of silence. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But I'm going to jump off here. I appreciate uh, getting to meet you, Julie, and you guys at Habit. Oh, thank you. Me too. It's been a pleasure making your acquaintance uh, for anybody, anybody that's you. watching in the chat because I've been watching the chat. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. If anybody wants to contact me, uh, you can find me on Facebook at, with Duke Randall Outdoors, Southern Illinois Monster Hunters, Resurrection Ministries. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel with Duke Randall Outdoors. You'll be getting updates there. And on the Facebook pages, I've got a lot of irons in the fire, and this year is going to be fun. But, Daniel, I hope to see you in march uh, at the campsite in no man's land uh you better bring miss julie because if not i'm going to wolf you <laughs> and you uh to you too with habit you the invitation is out for you guys to join us at our base camp in no man's land thank you so everybody i'll see you guys uh later god bless y'all i love you all have a good evening absolutely thank you for coming thank on you. Zach. Thank great you, talk Zach. to you all right All right. By the way, that was me playing that background music. So. <laughs> I I didn't even hear it. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh. Even <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I I didn't want it too loud to over you know. Yeah. Over talk with him. Um. Yeah. A couple things. Uh, I know we brought this up earlier, but um, I wanted to share this for those who don't know. This is a just to cover. If you go to Facebook, if you want to like and follow our event page for the uh. Pennsylvania Missing Legends Festival happened May 25th. Uh, yeah, please, if you're on Facebook and if you have not done so, uh, we're right we're right under 800 followers for this page. So, um, which since we started this just a couple months ago, it's been growing, and the response to this event has been tremendous. I mean, we're getting uh, a lot of support on this event. I mean, like I said, we got nearly 40 vendors already. Uh, we got live music entertainment, so uh, we're looking forward to this. I just wanted to throw this out there for those who may not be familiar with it. Um, so, yeah, we got one of our speakers is coming all the way from British Columbia. Uh, Mr. Jason Kenzie, he is a award-winning uh, film producer, yeah, and he produces a show, Searching for Sasquatch, which you can watch all his episodes right now through uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, he does have some episodes that you can watch uh, for free on Tubi. So, yeah, feel free to check out Searcher for Sasquatch. Uh, you, you'll get to meet uh, him at the event. He plans on doing a couple interviews and filming at the event himself. So, yeah, so we're looking forward to that as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, then our speaker lineup right here, which uh, for the viewers, it may be kind of small to see, but this is a, I got this uh, shared around on social media. Um, also, I want to uh, throw out there our sponsors, Trailhead Brewing Company from uh, Rocktown, Pennsylvania. Uh, they were our first official signed up uh, sponsor. Uh, they will be there. They'll be serving up beer. Uh, 
Uh, one of their favorite beers that they have, uh, it's one of their big beers, well-known beers um, through them, is called Trail Creep. Uh, if you look on the label, which uh, I'm not sure how they'll be serving their beer, but Trail Creep, it's got the Bigfoot on it, which is cool. Um, you know, me and Julia, I think we both have our favorites there. Um, that one's my favorite. I love yeah. that one. I, I like it too, but they have one. It's called Chicken Town. It's yeah, actually yeah, it's actually named after a, a, a location here in Pennsylvania, which I was not aware of that right away. Mm -hmm. So uh, nice. And then um, our other sponsor, um, we're we're proud to have them on board. They'll be there set up as well, selling items, raffle items, a lot of display stuff. But uh, renewal by Anderson. Uh, yeah, they will be with us. Uh, they'll have some promotional products, and uh, like I said, they'll have a couple Bigfoot themed uh, items for raffle. So, yeah, because they asked me if they could do raffles. I said, by all means, take a, do, you know, the more the merrier. Because um, I think we're going to possibly do a raffle ourselves. I'm not sure yet. Me and Julie would talk that over here after a while. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted to just throw that out there. And um, moving ahead, uh, I want to throw this out there, too. This is coming up. This is the event I've been hosting for the last six years in Virginia. It's the ECBL Virginia Bigfoot Conference. It's a two-day event. June 14th and 15th. Bigfoot, cryptids, the unknown vendors, guest speakers, food, and more. So, um, so mark your calendar for these events. Um, we got a lot, of, a lot of time and planning, and a lot of money gets put into these. So, uh, come on out and support these events. We really appreciate it. So, yeah, we go. So, yeah, I just want to throw those out there and cover a couple things. Um, and if you need to take a quick break, if you want to grab a drink or something, um, feel free to go ahead and do so. And uh, I'm going to throw up a couple of videos. So usually about two minutes of video. So if you want to take a quick break real quick, we'll be right back. Get ready for a cryptid good time. The Bigfoot Festival Myth and Legends is coming back to Pennsylvania. Hosted by Daniel Benoit, this event is sure to be full of fun and adventures. Come and meet some of the most interesting speakers around. Ron Howes, John Stasco Jr., Les O'Dell, Gwendolyn Purcell, Fred Salage, and Jason Kenzie, the film producer of the award-winning Bigfoot documentary series, Searching for Sasquatch. Live music by Tim Schmitter. You do not want to miss out on this event. Bigfoot Zone ECBRO. We want to thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Back to our regular scheduled program. Back. back and uh that short little video there towards the end there that was put together by 
Miss Julie McQuaid herself. So <laughs> look at you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I did the playing around with editorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't figured any of that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Audio. <laughs> yeah, talk about audio. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Julie earlier. I mean, um, we need to practice working on setting up some recorders. I mean, I I have audio. Yeah. I will. My audio recorders. I don't have them with me. They're still down in Virginia, and. And I was looking at getting a good one, but I'm going to have to hold off on it for now. But yeah. then again, I want to be able to download a good audio program on my computer here. And that way, when I can upload something, yeah. I can go through it and edit it and listen through it better. But I don't know, eventually I'll get to that point. So Yeah, we're still learning all that. But what, what we found out with the recorders, we had uh, the expensive ones. Never again. I buy $20 recorders <coughs> off Amazon and the sound quality is better than the H1N1 that I bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, and if it gets, you know, ruined or stolen or lost, I miss 20 bucks. Right. Oh my goodness. So we oh, have yeah. right now like five $20 recorders that we use and they've been phenomenal. I mean, I've had them 11 years, three of them. Oh. And they're they're rechargeable. Where the H one, the H one, it eats batteries. Eats batteries won't even make it through a night. It oh my! Hours top, so I have to put it out with a battery pack, and the audio is no better than the cheaper recorders, and oh it's my. complicated. It's just a complicated thing to, to, and it just shuts itself off when it feels like it. It doesn't like cold weather. The cheap ones, I leave them out all night. They're still running in the morning. <laughs> quality is great. I said I'm just gonna stick with the cheap ones. Now I've actually have I have a Olympus digital audio recorder. Now yeah, you can, they're good. Yeah, you yeah. can get them at Walmart, Target. Um, I think you can find them on Amazon as well. They're about between 30 to 40 bucks, give or take. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I was told to get, and I didn't. I <coughs> I let somebody talk me into the H1N1. Yeah, the only downfall to the, the only thing it does have, I know they make them with it, which I need to find one like that, is one that you could put an SD card in them. The ones I have, they have, they don't even have um, an external uh, uh, option to plug it into your device to upload your audio. Everything's just internal um, built into the device. Right. And it has all, it has like four or five folders, which is fine. But in the past, when I've gotten audio on it before, what I would do, I would take my phone and play the audio recorder up to it. That's what I do. <laughs> it works. Hey, yeah. it works. But yeah. <laughs> uh, which you know, it's okay to do that. But I want to be able to do, use the same type of audio recorder. Which, like I said, I've had mine. Mine has like a little, uh, a little pouch, like a you can uh, a sleeve. You can slide it right into. I've had mine out for days on the end in the woods. I've had left it out for almost a week. Yeah. You know, I had over, you know, three to four days. It's been in the rain, man. It doesn't stop working. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's been these. Yeah. They've been great. I have no complaints. So yeah. I just bought what two more over the weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> now, if I could just learn to get them on the program and cut them and do what I need to do, that would be fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I actually built bat boxes. That the bottoms are mesh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can leave them okay. out. They're made to look like a bat box. 
Oh, okay. Recorders in there because nobody's going to stick their hand up in there. No, no, nobody's more afraid of the a, a bat more than a <laughs> yeah, bigfoot, yeah. so they'd rather not reach into that hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing as far as uploading audio. If you could upload your audio to your computer, um, or even record it, get it on your phone. Uh, there's an app. I just recently have it downloaded on the computer. The computer layout's a little different. I'm so used to doing it on my phone. I use the, it's called CapCut. Yeah, C-A-P-C-U-T, CapCut. And you could take videos, you could extract the audio from videos, or you could simply upload your own audio and then just have your, um, you could have, you could have all like an audio video only, you know, right. and then if, you know, and if you want to use that, you could add images, whatever, overlays yeah. and stuff like that. But I find that to be probably the most easiest way right now. Easy I mean, there's time. other apps out there, <laughs> but this one here, I got used to it. So, I mean, I'm like I said, there's probably other apps that might be a little bit better. I use the pro series. It's usually like seven bucks or whatever, um, you know, and, yeah, I think it's like seven ninety nine for I forget how long. I don't know if that's for the year or what, but um, so yeah, but it's something to check into. It might it might yeah. be helpful to you, you know. So yeah, I want. That's so why I said we have all this audio evidence, and I, we have two or three different programs that I've been playing with back and forth with them, trying to learn them. The problem is we have zero time, <laughs> thousands of hours of, of audio, oh. and by the time you get to sit down and start going through it, yeah. You know, you burnt five, yeah. six hours, yeah. and then we're ready to go back in the woods and get more. So it's like. <laughs> so what happens is I listen to it at work while I'm working, and I'll note, you know, where in the video or the audio we have a vocalization that's worth looking at. Right. Or like you, I put it on my phone. If I wanted mm -hmm. to get it on, it kind of echoes back or reverberates or whatever they call it. And oh. then, uh, he'll put, he'll upload it on the computer and I'll tell him, you know, here, here, and here, but we haven't quite mastered the audacity program yet <laughs> to, um, to, to use it and cut it and put it online. So, mm. but I said, you know, this is, we're horrible. We keep getting all this fantastic audio and we're not sharing it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to streamline yeah. a frequency level that will let us kind of cheat and run through there a little faster. It's just mm -hmm. the window is well. What we found, wide. and I'll tell you, Chris Noel actually had said this: that the best audio is in the lower frequencies. That's where okay. the gold nuggets lay. Mm -hmm. And if that mm -hmm. isn't the truth, mm -hmm. the good stuff isn't in those high hells. Mm -hmm. The good stuff is in these lower ranges <coughs> where you're like. What in the world was that? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it takes it takes some time. You yeah. kind of figure out, work out the bugs, and doing some research on what works best for what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, uh, I know sometimes there's certain things I'm still working on. It's I'm I'm constantly looking into certain things here and there, oh. but yeah. Uh, especially yeah, if it's something you want to start doing, yeah, I mean, sometimes the answer is easier to find. Sometimes it's yeah. challenging. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I'm trying to talk my son into doing it because, you know, they're born and raised into doing this stuff. Oh. Sleep. So I'm like, I need you to be my audio guy. Yeah. There it is. Just get it, bring it up, and splice it for me. Absolutely. 
Uh, we did have one question on the live chat. I thought I'd throw it up there if you guys want to respond to this. Uh, this is my uh, good friend and also one of my ECBO members in Virginia, John Nicely, is asking, what's the closest you've ever been to one? We're referring to a Bigfoot. Well, I could do it too with the one that closest I've been. Well, one of my first sightings, I was probably, what, 15 feet, but the closest I've ever been mm. to one was four feet from my face. Wow. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, that was a scary moment. That was October of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It, where was it? Was that in your location up in that New Jersey? Was, it was actually on our property. Oh, wow. It was right around the time we started seeing like the eye glow a lot. Okay. And we come home from camping and he said to me, he goes, Oh, look, your welcoming committee is coming up. Cause I was just, <laughs> and, uh, technical difficult. They would not take their eyes. Off. Like I was sitting in the truck. Cause I think I was messaging somebody or talking to someone and they just would not take their eyes off me. So I kind of, you know, jokingly got out and was like, Oh, Hey, you know, <laughs> we started to unload and whatever. And I went out back and we have a long flower bed that runs the length of uh, part of the property anyway. And as I went to go back and just yell, Oh yeah. Hi guys. I see you. You know? Um, Cause you know, at this point we've been with them 13 years um, on this property. So I think they've been here generation to generation. I think they were here when I was a kid. Right. Um, but anyway, I went out and my son had called as I went out <clears throat> and I'm talking to him on the phone and I'm I pace when I talk on the phone and I'm pacing all the way forth. Well, I happen to notice these two sets of glowing eyes are pacing with me. Now in the 13 years we've done this, I have never seen that. Not from here, not from our clan troop, whatever you want to call them. Right. And I thought that that's that, like, they're getting brave. Like there was something different. Right. So just to kind of play around while I was talking to my son, Steve had uh, the lawnmower and some other stuff parked out in the middle of the yard. So I ducked down behind it. I went to see what they would do if they couldn't have a visual on me because it was, it was like they would not take their eyes off me. And I ducked down while they went up. So in my mind, you're got to make sense of it. I thought they climbed up in a tree. I'm like, are these two juvies? What, what like they literally went in a tree to try to see where I went. So I hung up with my son. I stand up and I started to walk in. Not stay. In our main trail. Sorry, it fell. <laughs> in our main in the beginning of the main trail, we have an arbor. And so I walked towards that. And as I got towards the arbor, they started to descend. And I'm thinking, there's not a tree big enough to really sustain their weight in where they were. <clears throat> So I thought it's got to be little ones. But their eyes were so big and far apart. Mm. It didn't make sense. So I started walking towards them, which probably wasn't the smartest thing. <laughs> but after 13 years, and they've never heard us, it's on our property, I, you know. So I started walking towards them while they started to descend. And in my mind, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are they going to come towards me? Any other time they've ran, they've hid. <clears throat> So I thought this, this isn't normal. And uh, it came down. It was coming down just as these two glowing mm -hmm. balls of light. I have no other way to describe it. 
There was nobody. Now, mind you, it was a full moon. It was bright out there. I had no headlamp, nothing, but I could, you could see perfectly clear. There mm-hmm. was nobody. Nobody was attached. I didn't even pay attention to the second one. I was just looking at the one that was closest to me. And I'm like, I don't, there's no body. Just these eyes are coming down from the sky, the tree, whatever. And uh, as it came down, there was a leg and then another leg and then a body. This thing landed right in front of me on one foot. And in the next step was in the woods to the other side of the trail. With that, my friend ran back to the, and I've never not here. I've been scared out in the field, but I ran back in the house and I, I couldn't even talk. I said to him, you're not going to believe what I, what just happened. So he said, well, they're at, they've been acting strange. And I said, well, yeah. So he came out with me when he came out, there's the Amber glowing eyes and um, in the trees again. And as we're standing, there, we're making this sound like this. Uh, hmm. Like, like if somebody was going like, like soup, like the soup commercial mm. oh. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, had like a gurgly purr noise in it. Oh, wow. And um, we had never in 13 years have ever heard this noise. And he did it back. Oh boy. All oh, holy. You know what broke loose? Trees started cracking. I'm a provoker. I can't. Help. I thought we were going to get the tree. I started to back up. They start raising all kinds of cane and trees are cracking and crunching. And we came in and like things just changed after that. Wow. So, you know, up until that point, him and I were, it's flesh and blood. That's what we thought. It is Uh flesh and blood and you're not going to tell us anything different. We never demeaned or belittled anybody because like I said, my mom always said, whether smoke or swire. And I know people that have seen odd things that they couldn't explain. And I know they're not liars. But once I saw it, for the longest time, I, I didn't even want to go out there. All right. Because I'm like, what is, what is, what was that? I'm looking at it. It's a Bigfoot. But I've never in all the years experienced it in that way. Mm-hmm. And I've ever had my sightings. It looked flesh and blood to me. Nothing weird happened. It didn't cloak or disappear or it was a living, breathing flesh and blood, but there was nothing. And then there was something and it four feet in front of me. Wow. And then just went into the other side. And so after that, things Mm -hmm. just got really weird. Like they were coming close and being extremely verbal and, it, it got weird here. It got really weird for a while. So, so just to give you a little background on what we have. So basically we have like three acres, but we back up to 400 and some acres of yeah. state owned. Oh, nice. Okay. property That's actually backs up to our property. So it, it's got a pretty good access point to yeah. some good, yeah. good location as we'll say. Yeah. And then there's land that goes clear almost down to the shore. So, I mean, they have, and there's lakes and streams and whatever. So they just kind of, I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm the farmer's daughter. So I don't know if they started here because my father was a farmer and we had livestock. Because I remember things happening as a kid. 
but you know, it was always the trespassers did it or my mom. Oh, it's probably unruly teenage boys. <laughs> right. I would <clears throat> in the summertime, we didn't have air conditioning. We, you know, opened the windows. And at night, a hand would smack on the screen. And I would scream and cry and scared to death. And so my mom thought it was just teenage boys in the neighborhood. And that went on for a couple of years. And my dad would have tools missing and different things. And he would accuse me of it because um, I was the only child home. And I'm like, Dad, why would I, don't, why would I want your tools? Um, and then they would reappear in like the weirdest places. Right. So now, all these years later, and then I had, you know, a face-to-face -face sighting out here. And then I, as I learned about Bigfoot, I'm like, all those years, my father blamed me. I bet it was them. <laughs> it yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> you got me in trouble. You know, it's funny yeah. that you mentioned how, yeah, tools will disappear and reappear in different places. I was actually shared, uh, it was back in June when I attended the Forest County Bigfoot Festival. Uh, it was a friend, it was a friend of, uh, uh, it was a friend of friend of mine, uh, Ken Starr, the uh, owner of uh, Star Hill Winery, a vineyard and winery up here in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, I was at the Forest County Bigfoot Festival and they were there set up and uh, I was hanging out with Ken and his friend. Um, well, his friend had a lot of stuff to share with me. And that's one of the things he kept talking about. His tools and supplies and material on his property kept disappearing mm -hmm. and it would reappear in places where like he couldn't believe like how the heck did they get here? You know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes they would be laid out in a certain, like they were organized, put, they would be placed, not just thrown there. They would be neatly put there. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. which that was interesting. Like, That's a place here. Yeah. Almost yeah, I'm not, like, a, 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 like an OCD type behavior. Right. Which I thought that, that was very interesting. Organized. Yeah. It, it it's honest, bizarre. It honestly seems like the more we do in the yard, like we don't, we hate being in the house. So we, yeah. rest. so the more we do outside, like I, we're always working on something and our one son, he, he's, he's always two o'clock in the morning. He's working yeah. on something out there and they won't leave him alone. They won't leave him alone. Like it's, Oh like, wow. <laughs> it drives them crazy that he's out there yeah. doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So my 35 year old son calls me at two o'clock in the morning to come get him outside in the driveway. He wants <laughs> afraid to get out of the car, out of the truck. So wow. you know, I'm. Are you awake? Oh, I am now. <laughs> and he said, "You're Man. damn monkey people. <laughs> Leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> So he says, I, I need you to come out here and stand with me while I get my tools together. There's been other times where he's jumped in the truck and locked himself in the truck till I went out and got him. And I'll be standing there and I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. I'm like, Carl, I don't hear them. I don't see them. You're fine. <laughs> he was cleaning up his tools and we're facing me and we're talking to each other. And he goes, Mom, I swear, he said, I got under my truck. And he heard, I guess I heard a noise. Heard it was like little pebbles being thrown at him. He turns around and looks. It, it, uh, that year, there was definitely a juvie here because that thing was mischievous. Mm. And he looked over and under, we had a pop-up camper at the time. Underneath the pop-up camper, there's this juvenile like this, grinning. 
Carl said, all I saw was teeth. Like, he was smiling at me. Wow. I was like, that kid, he threw tools, jumped in the truck, called me. You got to come out here and get me. I'm not getting out of this truck. Wow. <laughs> People won't leave me alone. He's like, why do you play around with things like this? <laughs> so, yeah, three times my 34-year-old son, I've had to go get him out, out in, in the driveway. So he said, I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't say anything. We're standing there talking. As we're standing there, pebbles start being thrown. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, Aww. oh, so what? Pebbles? Let's go. I got, I got work in the morning. Wow. Years ago, and I'm talking years ago, uh, my mother, before she passed away, now my mother, <laughs> she had a lot of mental illness. And now I'm like, mommy, please forgive me. She would tell us these things that she would see things at the window or she would hear things outside. And we're just like, oh, okay. Like, okay, mom. And now I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. She probably really did. Right. Just dismissed it. Mm -hmm. And my son, he had just gotten his license. He came to see my parents. And <clears throat> I guess then he had been out for the night or whatever and decided to come here and spend the night rather than driving all the way where we lived. Yeah. And he pulled in and he come in freaking out. And he said to my mom, this thing just spider crawled. He said, but it was huge. He said like seven foot, but it was out like this. He said, and it shot across the yard, grunting like a pig. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh my gosh. He's telling us the story. We're like, how much did you have to drink? He's like, I wasn't drinking. <laughs> so, this, this was years, years before I even thought about Bigfoot. And so pig. we all joked in the house. It was man bear pig. That's all we would say. Watch out for a man bear pig. <laughs> yeah. I had my first sighting, I was dumbfounded. We, you know, we're in New Jersey. That the subject of Bigfoot isn't discussed as much as it as it is in other states. Here, everything's Jersey Devil. Whatever right. it is, it's Jersey, yeah. Jersey Devil. Yeah. So I always we both thought it was, you know, a movie, an urban legend. We had no idea it was even being discussed as a living, breathing being. Right. So when I had my sighting and I told him, he looks at me like I lost my mind. He said, oh, it's probably the lighting. And I'm like, I'm telling you what I saw. And then shortly after, he had his. So yeah, uh, it's a shock to the system. So I said to my son, all these years we made fun of you. I found out that these things will get like this and run like spider crawling mm -hmm. and make this sound. And Carl, you know, my son said, I told you, I told you what I saw. <laughs> and I said, well, it's not man bear pig. If it makes you feel any better. <laughs> but that was the running joke for years in this house. Watch out for man bear pig. Yeah. Now that's interesting. Cause I mean, I've, I never witnessed, the the spider crawl, but I've heard it mentioned or brought up on several occasions from eyewitnesses and uh, you know and watching other documentaries and stuff. I was like, yeah, I've so never that, seen it. If I see it, I might pass out. I'm yeah, pass yeah. Or maybe. that's me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because this kid came in and he, <laughs> he couldn't even talk. He's like, I don't know what that was. So right. yeah, of course we're all telling him like, you know. Are you sure it wasn't a fox? He just is a fox six foot long, mom. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was all black and it was like making this like pig like grunty growly sound. Okay. Mm. So yeah, 
So now my family's like, all those years we made fun of each other. And here we um, are. Now we just tell them they don't be out there all night. Come in. Yeah. You won't <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm just leaving you out there. I'm not coming to get you. He has slept out there because I didn't wake up to answer my phone. He wouldn't get out of the truck. He didn't come in the morning. <laughs> and we used to research for the girl who would sleep in a chair out in my yard. Mm-hmm. Like wide open. So he's in his truck locked watching her <laughs> sleep in a chair with no covering. And I'm like, aren't you embarrassed that you're in a locked truck and our female friend is sleeping out and doesn't face her at all. She's sitting by the fire. He didn't care. He's <laughs> like, she can sit out there. I'm staying in a locked truck. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> so our, my closest was probably 10 feet. And it was, we went and got new LED red headlamps. Yeah. So the hmm. first night we had those and we went out. Now the farm is overgrown, so we cut in trails for the dog. So we have like a dog park cut into the woods. It's all thistle, briar, but I cut all the trails in there so we could take the dogs out. So we get the new red headlights and we go out the first like first or second night we had them. Yeah. And we were walking. So we have three dogs. So she had the, the two girls and I had the pity in the front. So when we came around the the one bend, when I turned the corner, I got the red light on him. He was looking at me. I was looking at him. We were 10 feet from each other. And it was like all of a sudden you saw the light bulb go off. Like he said, oh, my God. They can see me. (laughs) With that, he just did a shoulder roll, turned, and was gone. But we stood face to face for probably – yeah, because, 30 seconds just looking at each other before yeah. he actually rolled his shoulder and then just went yeah. off. Wow. Yeah, so we around a bend, and we come around that bend, there's another trail that meets it. And a little bit goes like into the woods this way. And then, you know, the trail leads back to the house. And we come around that bend, and he stopped. Now I'm behind him, and I'm shorter than he is. And I'm like, what are you stopping for? And he's doing one of these to me, like, Shh. You know, I wanted to see how long he would stand. And I'm like, what, 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 what's happening? What's going on? What, what, what? He's like, come here. He goes, we got one right here. And I said, what? He says, there's one standing right here. So I get up. And at first I don't see it. Like I said, he's taller than me. So he's like, get in, you know, get in front. The dogs wouldn't move. They were just dead stop. Um, And then I see him. But the funniest thing is he's trying to hide behind a tree. It was that little bush. Wasn't you the posted <laughs> earlier that said, I'm a Bigfoot. It was the bear behind the little tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it was like. It was this little tiny tree. And he stood behind it like, I'm blending in here. You can't see me. Well, he had his right headlamp. So we both stopped and we're just staring at it like, what, what are you going to do? And he's looking at us like, what are you two doing? <laughs> <laughs> Almost tell. As odd as this sound, you could almost tell by the look on his face, like, oh, I think they see me. I better get in the woods. And he just did this head and like like he was all connected and did this roll. And the funniest thing was, even then, he only went, what, 15, 20 feet back? And he got down on the ground. But we could still see him. So I don't think at first they realized with the red headlamps, we could see him. Right. I he, I don't, 
I don't know if he thought we were one of them with the red. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he thought. He couldn't see the red. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly, yeah. but it caught him. Definitely caught him off guard. Yeah, it was the only time that ever happened. It was like a one and done with that. But yeah, he it was weird. You knew that he almost was kind of like, wait a minute, why are they staring at me? Can they see me? Yeah, kind of got this like, <laughs> oh, they see me. I better duck. <laughs> And it never, wow. it never happened again after that. That's amazing. So, I need, yeah, new, they I need new tricks in my yeah, bag. Yeah, you I can guess. only trick them once. That's it. If you're lucky. <laughs> now we did just get the new thermal, so I, I, I haven't got that out yet. We yeah. have to get out, but weather has not been agreeable for that fun yet. What kind of thermal did you get? We got a FLIR one, so it's. I mean, it'll oh, go. Okay. But the problem is my. The phone that I have is not, it works, but it doesn't have all the options on there. So I'm going to have to upgrade. We need new phones. <laughs> Our phones are old. Ah. Yeah, they're, they're two years old. So that means they're they're old now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It, won't, it actually won't let us load the, it won't let me load the new FLIR app. Yeah. So I have to use the old one, which lets me use the thermal, but I can't do any of the video or the, the picture caps uh, capture or any of that stuff. So. Pretty much, I can see it, but I can't show it to anybody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. The life of yeah. a big player, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I used to own the Fleur one uh, several years ago. Uh, you know, they make it for the Android or the iPhone. Right. Um, yeah, we have Androids. Yeah. yeah. It was a great device. I really did like it. Um, then I upgraded. Then I had the TK Scout Fleur. Uh, you know, the handheld monocular, which worked great. Uh, you could see up to a hundred yards with that. Um, but recently my newest device, uh, it's called the X infrared thermal. It's a T, uh, it's called the T2 pro. Um, I've only played around with it. me and Julie, uh, played around very briefly with it just outside, but I, I didn't stay out there too long. It was very cold and, you know, but I was playing around viewing the neighborhood and, and I showed her the video clip. I said, look at the, per you know, on the video, I showed her the thermal image. Uh, you can see the person way up the street over here. Oh, wow. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it, they were lit up good. So yeah, they were really lit up. So I wish we had yeah. one at Glitzen. And then I <laughs> Oh I, yeah, I know. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see me behind this little tree. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I wanted to share it with you. I was trying to get it up sooner while you were talking about it. But yeah. That's what it reminded me of. That I laughed when I saw that today. I'm like, what is Steve? What's this remind you of? <laughs> And Absolutely. We, and then we just got a, a 4K night vision camcorder that I've been playing with that actually works works oh. pretty well other than yeah. distance. Right. Uh total total black darkness. You can you, you can, can see pretty pretty good pretty yeah. good with it. Oh wow. Yeah. I have yet to try mine. I also have a new one. Mine's yeah, mine's a 4K uh they call it a binocular, but it looks like a set of binoculars. So if I could get it out nice. here. Yeah, um, we're trying to add some yeah, I, equipment I, to our arsenal for evidence. Yeah. We'll this, see yeah. This is mine right here. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. That's, the, that's, you know, nice. that's like military grade there. Well, what's <laughs> nice about this, you don't have to put it up your eyes. You can hold it away from your eyes and view yeah. everything. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... that's I have one similar to that. That's, the, your, that's your own problem is yeah. you're, you're night blind after you yeah. use it. 
Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Having, you're completely blind after you try to use it. It does work you're well, done. but yeah. Yeah, yes. this is uh I have yet to really experiment with this one. I haven't played around with it too much, but but yeah. Um but the other uh the thermal I was telling you about, which is nice, it comes in a nice case. Nice. Uh, and it's uh, again it's called the X infrared, um, which is it's all thermal. Um let's see if I could pull out a part of it when you when you get this this one here of course you got to use your phone of course they make it just like the Fleur one it makes it for android or iphone so you got to make sure what, if you're getting it for your phone you got to make sure you're getting it for the right yeah device. Right. yeah um so yeah it comes it comes with a little handheld um you know you put this is the nice. device it's all metal it's not cheap plastic yeah so you gotta adjust it to get your phone in there I and it's, like, it's like my drone mount. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then inside this little tiny mini pouch is the actual main, this is the main device itself. Um, yeah. Let's see if I can get, hold it up. Oh, to the camera. That. Yeah, it plugs oh, wow. in. It comes with a wire. You plug that in and it goes into your phone. You got to download the app just like the floor one. Yeah. But um, oh, nice. yeah. yeah. It's cool. I was looking at the handheld one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's called the I'm trying to get it though. There it goes. X infrared. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, they're definitely so. nice to have. I like to have them because you know what animals are also out there with you at night. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. One like I said, with a bobcat in yeah, the middle of night. Yeah, now you know she's got to have some. It wasn't a bobcat. It was a mountain lion. <laughs> mountain lion. All it was right. a mountain lion. <laughs> One running with a mountain lion. Yeah, that, I was like, yeah, we ain't in New Jersey anymore, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I forget that often. Like we're not in New Jersey anymore. We, there's a lot of things out here. Yeah. No, but I think my next weirdest he wanted nothing to do with us. He just wanted was probably us. with you. <laughs> that was a crazy mm. night. One mm. I won't forever forget. And where uh, you talking about the mountain lion? Well, what mountain lion sighting? No, 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 talking to Julie. Oh, 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 oh yeah. next. That oh, was wait, when we were, you mean when we were at Glitzen? Yes. Yeah, I know. That was that was that was amazing. That that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, yeah, she, she keeps talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then ran off. Well, they just jetted up, and like um, Steve and well, Eric was with us. You guys saw them actually run up the hill. Yeah. I was just amazed at like the flash that was in front of us, and then it just took off. Yep. So, and I mean, you just you're looking at it, but you can't believe what you're seeing, but yeah. it's actually happening, and yeah. it's just. It's that a, it was, was my definitely sent to distract us from where the rest of them went. I think so too. That's what I think because mm -hmm. that would came right through your camp, right in the I back of my tent. I, yeah. yeah, I think the reason it looked like it was blinking, I think it was like looking and running and looking and running. Yep. Yeah, we're we're glad you're here now, so you could get the two a.m. wake up call. <laughs> hey, I'm up at 2 a.m. I'm night shift, so yeah. That was weird. That was like that was really weird, and that, it was funny too because we were in such a large group of people. See, that's what I thought was interesting too, and it was the night after I had them come into my camp because you guys yeah. came down. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was the night after they came into my camp. Yeah. Yeah. That was two yeah. nights in a row. One, yeah. they were kind of nice, or they weren't so nice. And then the next night, Saturday night, they just, they seemed more peaceful. Yeah. But they seemed really interactive or playful. Yeah. They yeah. really did, like, like a bunch of the, like, teenagers. Yes. Mm -hmm. They acted like a bunch of teens. Mm-hmm. 
that were going to mess around. Yeah, because that first night they weren't. No. I snored because you, you, heard, you heard a growl that you didn't tell me about until yeah. the next day. Yes, I didn't want to freak you out more. And I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it growled at him and I. Yeah. Um, as it's a weird part was that they were in that little patch right behind me. I mean, literally they were, they were what three feet behind me where my chair was and where that patch was. Cause that I was, was sitting weird. at the fire. They yeah. were literally three feet behind me. That's where the growl came from. And I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. Well, that has that the, the foot trail runs behind all those camps. So they, yeah, they can come up and down. Yeah. But we're talking down. about that little patch between the campsites. That right. little yeah. Patch of wood well, they stay more than likely where they were. Mm -hmm. but, and then that's the night it sounded like, our grill. Because I, I remember you saying, yeah. That, that guy Bill thought that it was us. And I'm like, uh, he's sound asleep. I'm in the tent, but I heard it. Mm -hmm. And it we have that recorded. It literally sounds like it picks up that our metal grill and like slams it or takes a rock and mm -hmm. slams a rock on the stainless steel. And I mean, just for just for perspective, like our our, our tents or all our campsites were along the, the tree line that went from like basically our campsite all fours to get to the lake so you guys were one down from me right. and then mary was two up from me so i was yeah. kind of in the middle so yeah but we were having activity all along that yep. tree line the and then the best oh, go part ahead, is all big footers together and one couple in the middle of us all. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, how are these people quarters. freaking sleeping? Because I'm up like, wow. And then Shelly's coming over. Mary's shining a spotlight everywhere. I'm like, these <laughs> people are just like out. Because <laughs> we certainly weren't quiet. No, we weren't quiet at all. <laughs> but I think it was because we were on that water. I think so too. We were in such a, a prime location for them to sneak up and get away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that was weird. That night Are you was guys weird. doing TJ's camp out? I no, I don't know if we're going to or not. I would like to. It's just we have so many things scheduled out already. But yeah. if we can, are you guys doing TJ's camp out? We are. We are. Okay. Yeah. But that well, which is, one? Which one is that one? The Prince Galitzin. Yeah. Yeah, is that Galitzin? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that the, the area where we're going to be that was that was pretty crazy when we were there last time. Yeah. Mm. Cuz it's not yeah, it's he's not doing the regular, over the other side. Camp. Yeah, it's he's actually, doing the, the group site which is where Steve and I pulled the prints from that that trackway. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to be in the group site on that other side. Oh, okay. So that's still a good area to be. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. cuz it was directly directly across from where we were. Mm -hmm. on the other side of the lake. Hmm. Yeah. And it, it was weird over there. Yeah, there was it, a lot of a lot of it was a lot of stuff. It was a going weird on. vibe over there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't get to go over there. I wish I could have, but I didn't get to go over there. Yeah, yeah we had hiked. Well, that and, was that was the day we went over. We wanted to go over to the other side and then start pouring rain. Mm -hmm. We came back, but it wasn't raining at camp. Yeah. It was lightning, thunder, lightning, and raining. The minute we got on the other side, we drove because to get changed because we were sick. We pulled into camp, and the sun was shining on the other side. Wow. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that was mm. weird. So it was like sunny on one side of the lake and pouring and thundering on the other side. So right. we came back. We're like, 
didn't you guys get any rain? Because we came back to put the windows up in the tent. Mm -hmm. you Do you guys know the you guys know the date for that camp out off the top of your head? I don't. I do. Let me pull my calendar. I'm pretty sure yours is first because we that's we've been trying to keep track of where we're going. Yeah. Okay. I know we'll be at yours, and then I think it's TJ's next. He's gonna look. Okay. Because I get these, I have to write them on a calendar at work. Or I yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up, and then we want to yeah. have one at some point this year. I know we said that last year, but you know, a lot of things happened last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got it written down. Hold on. Yeah, because that that's that, that's going to be fun. Uh, Robert, we definitely want to get the salt fork. It's yeah. June 26th through the 29th. 26th, okay. So I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know when your June one was. Yours is the 17th. Well, she, right? your your Memorial Day weekend, basically. No. Oh, in May, yeah, yeah. May, yeah, May 25th. Yeah. But your your that's West the event one. Oh, the one in Virginia. That's June 14th and 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So. Robert Duvin said, yeah, yeah, he said, I guess Mary brought it up earlier because apparently she was on earlier tonight. So, yeah. 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 But, I can't wait. That That's that's it's a good time there. That's for sure. It is. It is a good time there. Yeah. Yeah. But I would and it's it. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. There. It is a beautiful, beautiful state mm -hmm. park. Oh, well, I know that week. Oh, that that weekend of that when you said June 20, what second? Uh, the 26th through the 29th. Oh, I'm actually, yeah, I'm scheduled to be in West Virginia during those days. I'm speaking at the West Virginia Bigfoot Festival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't remember because I think that's the 27th through the 29th. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to get together and arrange something. I really want to. That means I, you can I, come I, out on the 26th on your way by. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Got to go that way to get down there. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get so, together for soft work, though. That's definitely. That's yeah, that's a must. I think we really need to do that. I would love it. I said we yeah, really well, need to donate us a helicopter for these trips. <laughs> right. So we can just. Right. Well, I got a drone. We could look, you know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah we have one, too. We could always put like, a balloon in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She does balloons. That's right. Maybe she can balloon us in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting, right? <laughs> I'd love that. I would. I'll sit down. I don't want to look. As long as I'm sitting down, I'm okay. Right. I love to fly, but the thought of being in a basket... <laughs> Something about that freaks me out. <laughs> like, uh -uh, not for me, no. <laughs> no. But no, that would be fun if we all got together and went to Salt Fork because that place is just, there's, that's just insane there. It really yeah. is. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, there's probably a lot of hoaxing that goes on. But, you know, I feel this way. We've all done this long enough to know. Yeah. I think we would know. You well, know? you know, that's yeah. the thing about my camp. When I host camp group uh, group campouts and stuff, I don't announce publicly, "Hey, we're going to be right. in this spot." You know, right? Right. Whoever signed up is going to find out the uh, look, right. look at the location and, and everything. I don't, you know, right? 
Yep. So, yep. That's um, how a lot of organizations do it. You don't find out until the week you're going. Right. right. And even then they'll tell you what campground, but they don't tell you where you're going until you're actually there. Yeah. Tell absolutely. you how to get to the site. So yeah. Cause that, then that weeds that out. Yeah. Say, you know, we've done both ways and it's like, I always yeah. like to report after we've left. Yeah. So, yeah. I try not to give anything away up front, but yeah. some, some groups, yeah. they just, but they we're all hikers there. anyway. So we go off trail out and do you know what yeah. it takes for a hoaxer oh, yeah. to try to figure out uh, the odds of that? Like I'm going to put on a suit and be in the woods at three o'clock in the morning and just hope that in acres and acres and acres of forest, I happen to be in the right spot. These people are out there for a night. Exactly. Hike. Oh, yeah. right. Because I mean, when you're out hiking off trail, you're like, okay, right. let's go here. Oh, I see this. Let's go over here. I mean, it's right. so kind of random, but. <laughs> right. And that's what I tried to explain when people were like, well, what about hoaxers? I said, do you have any idea? That's commitment. It you is. Have to put on a suit and get all this and go out there night after night after night in the middle of the night with the hopes a Bigfooter is out there <sighs> and mm -hmm. we're off trail. But like we're climbing and crap and going through yeah, this. You got to go four miles who's through the do that? Yeah, who's going to do that and sit out there in the middle of the night in a suit waiting to hoax you? Just waiting what? for someone. Yeah. What are the <laughs> chances? We've gone on many of these where we come out looking like we just finished the mud run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the truth. You come back to camp and they're looking at you like, "What? Where yeah. were you guys? Yeah, you where you know this is yeah. where it was." Yeah, we actually went in the woods. We didn't stay at the camp out or campsite like yeah. everyone else does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So we decided yeah. that wasn't the spot. Yeah, yeah. It was like That's last year. Uh, our old partner and I, her and I, we were out by ourselves. And we were in the swamp. We were walking. It was solid. It was fun. I mean, it was swamps. It was like some mud. We had, you know, our muck boots on. And she was walking in front of me. She walked through fine. I took a step and it was like quicksand. Down I went, clear up to here in mud. So oh. I remember reading like with quicksand, you lay backwards. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, how am I getting out of this? So I'm like, back and she turns around and I'm up to here in mud. I said, wow. I can't get out. <laughs> I put my arms and she's like, how did you fall in there? I just walked through there. It was fine. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I got out and now I have to walk through this state park to get to our cars. Oh. Like out of the woods and to the car <laughs> in mud from here down. It was like, what, October? Yeah, yeah soaked. <laughs> so. I said, well, that wasn't cool. That was a little weird experience. Oh, yeah. So get wow. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, check this out. Look at me. He goes, what did you do? We, walk we out of, the lake? We tend to get ourselves, <laughs> some we get ourselves in some predicaments. <laughs> it's always an adventure, as they say. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. But that's why we do it. Yeah. Well, once we go. like in that untouched land. Yeah, once we go off air here, I, I yeah, we're gonna talk about the camping here for a little bit. And uh, but yeah, we're actually running on just about two hours. We're about three minutes okay. short, you know, and uh which is totally cool. I haven't gone this long in a long time. It's been a great discussion. We talked about a lot yeah. of different things. Um, 
But for those who've been listening, and sorry, Nikki, I know my friend Nikki on uh, Sasquatch Secrets, she just came on late, and uh, so we're. But yeah, we're uh, we're gonna come to an end right now. And okay. Yeah, you guys don't go nowhere. We'll be back shortly. Uh, but for those who tuned in, thank you guys very much. Feel free to share this around, and if you are not have you if you have not done so, feel free to subscribe to this channel. I really appreciate it. And until next time, guys, we're out of here. Get ready for a cryptid good time. The Bigfoot Festival Myth and Legends is coming back to Pennsylvania. Hosted by Daniel Benoit, this event is sure to be full of fun and adventures. Come and meet some of the most interesting speakers around. Ron Howes, John Stasco Jr., Les O'Dell, Gwendolyn Purcell, Fred Salage, and Jason Kenzie. The film producer of the award-winning Bigfoot documentary series, Search for Sasquatch. Live music by Tim Smitter. You do not want to miss out on this event. And you're watching Bigfoot Zone ECBRO. We want to thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen.